0: Faith always extends itself above and beyond the natural and logical circumstances of life and firmly embraces the supernatural based on God's Word.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ward Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you've joined us today as we continue our study of Hebrews 11 in a series entitled, We Walk by Faith. It's been a lengthy series, and you'll find each and every broadcast when you come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org. But uh, a good reminder of what faith is all about and what we can learn about faith by looking at some of the characters that uh, the author of Hebrews lists in Hebrews chapter 11. You know, one of the things that makes faith faith is the fact that it's not Logical. As Pastor Ford had talked about just a moment ago, it extends itself above and beyond the natural and the logical circumstances of life. And if you've ever gone through one of those difficult life circumstances where there was no way you saw how things were going to resolve in a positive manner, how things were going to work out in a way that your needs were going to be met, you know what I'm talking about. Your faith was stretched, it didn't work out in a way that seemed natural or logical. It was one of those moments where God showed up, and as a result, your faith grew. And so the next time you faced one of those overwhelming circumstances, you were able to look back at that and say, God had me then, he's got me now. I think that's growth and maturity in our walk with Christ and in our faith. Well, that's what we're looking at today. So I do hope you'll uh, join us in Hebrews 11. We're really beginning today at verse 24 as we begin our message, Leap Before You Look. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: When we read our Bible, you know what our Bible tells us? We have unlimited potential. You say what do you mean that means that means this is a carte blanche to everybody you read it and even in the context this is what ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 says it says it says but now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the mighty working power where's the power in us wait a minute i've got the power in me that created the universe when god said light be and light was when he flung the stars in the sky and bedecked the 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 heavens like jewelry with a backdrop of black velvet i mean that kind of power then why am i so powerless how much blessing do i have i'm blessed ephesians 1 3 with some blessings most blessings No, all blessings. What does all mean? That's right, all blessings. Yet, how come I'm so impoverished spiritually? How come I can't get folk to come out on Friday night and pray at their own church? Woo! Got quiet. You can't say amen, say ouch. We're more than a conqueror, then why are we victims instead of victors? I'll tell you why, because there's a dead monkey on the line somewhere. You see, between our potentiality and our actuality is a connection. You know what connects our potentiality and our actuality, faith, faith, (laughs) faith, that's the connection, faith. Because faith is believing for the not yet in the right now. Because faith believes the word of God for what it cannot see and is rewarded by seeing what it believed. Because faith is living hand to mouth. God's hand to our mouth because faith come on help me you know this one is believing it is so even when it's not so until it becomes so because god said so thank you so then faith manifests to us all that god has for us can't get it without faith i didn't say it god himself said hebrews eleven six. for without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to him must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him so then faith is a present belief in a future reality so we've been studying this this is the 10th message in this chapter and so this passage tells us that God says leap before you look. Why? Because 2 Corinthians five seventeen, we walk by faith and not by sight. So when you look at the chapter for all of you who, who just uh, uh, picked up your ticket and joined our, our scriptural train uh, um, walking through this chapter on faith, uh, we've been looking at uh, this chapter 11, and we've seen uh, that in verses 1 and 2, we have faith defined. In verse 3, we have faith described. In verses 4 through 32, we have faith demonstrated. In verses 33 through 38, we have faith's demands. That is, faith does make demands on you. And then in verses 39 and 40, we have faith's delights so this chapter is all about faith now faith is in the chapter one time without faith is in the chapter one time in faith is in the chapter one time through faith is in the chapter five times and by faith is in the chapter 16 times 24 times in 40 verses god is emphasizing faith what is faith forsaking all i trust him so then we've been looking through now this section that we're looking at let me give you the theme of this section this section is tailored to teach this timeless truth faith always extends itself above and beyond the natural and logical circumstances and firmly embraces the supernatural based on God's Word. Let me say it again. Faith always extends itself above and beyond the natural and logical circumstances of life and firmly embraces the supernatural based on God's Word. Now walk with me through this text. You know I got to teach it. I'm a teacher. Give you the teaching in it. So here's what we'll see. In verse 27, look at this. Remember we had, we had faith defined in verses 1 and 2. So he said that, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we said, all we have to do is think about what life was like before the credit card, right? Before the credit card, you would go to Woolworths. Did y'all have Woolworths up here? You go to Woolworth, you see that polyester suit and you want it. But you didn't have the money to get it So what you would do is you take five dollars Take that suit, take it back to customer service Put that five dollars down Sign your name They take that suit from you Put it in the back Now you don't own that suit But the suit belonged to you It's got your name on it Because you put five dollars down Every time the eagle fly You take another five dollars After ten months You have saved up enough To get that polyester suit You go pay that last payment. Get that So He said, that's what faith is. That's how faith works. That faith is your down payment on what God has promised you. And so you're waiting until your faith is built up enough to pay for what God wants for what he's going to give you. That's it. That's it. So, he says then, he says then, that's faith. But notice what he does this time. He takes the people of faith and defines it by their actions. Let me tell you why, because faith without works is, oh, I'm glad y'all been reading the Bible. Yeah. Faith without works is dead. Now watch this. Walk with me. Verse 27. Watch this. Verse 27. Watch this. How does faith always extend itself above the natural and the logical? Verse 27. Faith. Sees the invisible That's verse 27 verse 28 faith believes the unbelievable verse 29 faith does the impossible verse 30 faith complies with the incomprehensible verse 31 faith accepts the intangible That's a powerful definition see when he says faith sees the invisible he's talking about the person of god when he says that faith believes the unbelievable he's talking about the precepts of god or the word of god when he says faith does the impossible he's talking about the protection of god he's gonna give us all these actions as we walk through when he says faith complies with the incomprehensible he's talking about the plan of god and when he talks about faith accepts the intangible. He's talking about the provision of God. Let me stop for a minute and tell you why this is important. Because I want you to see the connection. I'm going to explain it a little further in just a moment. I want you to see the connection between uh, what faith does and what faith is and what faith looks to. In other words, your faith is not about you primarily. That it has to do with what is God's plan for our life? What is God wanting us to put it down on that has eternal value? You're
1: listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and James Ford Jr. A message leap before you look, really a look at Moses, and we're going to continue this teaching in just a moment. You know, from time to time, something Pastor Ford says may raise a question in your mind. You can ask that question. Or you can uh, give a comment when you come to our website. Stop by treasuretruthradio.org. Click on that contact link and ask your question. Or give us your feedback. Maybe let us know where you're listening and how the Lord may be using Pastor Ford's teaching in your life. You know, the uh, feedback from listeners really is a tremendous encouragement to Pastor Ford. You can share your thoughts or ask your questions again when you come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the contact link. Let's get back to the message. Leap before you look. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. So then notice, verse 27,
0: then his focus is the object of faith. Y'all don't mind the Bible, do you? No. The object of faith. In verse 28, it's the optimism of faith. Who shall believe the word of the Lord? Verse 29, the opportunities of faith. Verse 30, the operation of faith. That is, faith doesn't work like everything else. Then verse 31, the outgrowth. Or the fruit of faith. Go ahead, make it plain, preacher. Okay, I will. Here's what he wants us to see faith does for us. Verse 27, faith takes us out. That's what took Moses out. Faith brings you over. Faith, verse 29, takes you through. Verse 30, faith takes you in. Verse 31, faith takes you up. Now, this will become clear as we walk through this text. Notice, first of all, faith sees the invisible. Listen to what it says. I'm going to read it again. By faith, he, that's Moses, forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. The key word is endured. It literally means to be steadfast, to have a strength that perseveres, that does not give up. And he says, this is the kind of faith that sees the invisible. Now, let me show you in the context. Uh, read, read verse 24. By faith Moses, when he's called to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Now, what's going on here? Verse 27 tells us that Moses forsook Egypt. Notice the word for. The word for is an explanatory guard. You know that already. What does it mean? It means that whenever you look at what comes before it and tie it to what comes after it, you would not be able to have what comes after it until you have what comes before it. Okay, let me make it plain. This text teaches us the only reason he was able to see God was because he turned his back on the world. So look at verse 24. He turned his back on the world's prestige and prominence, importance. In verse 25, he turned his back on the world's pleasures. In verse 26, he turned his back on the world's prosperity, So what's he doing see here's the bottom line i got a bottom line because i'm not gonna get very far today either you can't see god until you close your eyes to the world moses gives us an example that faith sees the invisible because you can't get what god has for you until you let go of what god don't want you to have okay i know i gotta make that plain See, some of you don't have your boo because the person you're holding on to is not the one, but you won't let them go because you say somebody's better than nobody. So what God has to do is show you uh, that that's not true. That it's better to be by yourself. Well, anyway, you understand what I'm saying. See, here's the problem. Too many of us have Jesus on the tip of our tongues, but we got the world on the tips of our fingers. That's the problem. See, John, 1 John 2, 15 and 16 says, love not the world. Now, it's in what's called the subjunctive mood. Say, so what does that mean? It's all Greek to me. Subjunctive means there's an action that's going on and you're already doing it and he wants you to stop. So, when he says, love not the world, he's saying, stop. Loving the world for all that's in the world is what come on help the preacher. Come on. Get, help me get you out of here Lust of the flesh lust of the eyes Pride of life. Okay, watch this watch this verse 25 lust of the flesh Verse 26 lust of the eyes verse 24 pride of life. Do you see it? It's right there right there in your Bible that what Moses did and what the world represented to him was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And he said, listen, I understand who I am. I'm a child of the king. So therefore, I reject Pharaoh. I reject the world. And listen, you know what else you see there? You see the world, the flesh, and the devil. In verses 24, 25, and do you see it? It's there. You ain't got to look too hard. The king, Pharaoh, represents the devil. And the prestige of the world, verse 24, and the pleasures of the flesh. It's all there. So then the three ways we can be tempted are there. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. And the three tempters are there. Sin, self, Satan, or the world, society and the world. So what's going on here? Everybody missed it. I could tell everybody missed it because nobody shouted when I said it. Let me say it again. So now, are you with me? Did I lose everybody yet? Okay, good. So then he turned his back on the world. Now, now, why? So he could see God. Now listen to this. Uh, You should have shouted when you heard this read. Every time it's read, should have. Listen to what it says. Verse 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. He's looking forward to when Jesus is going to give him a reward. Now, here's here's why I say you should have shouted. Because this says the reproach of Christ. Now, what's the problem? Here's the problem in the text. Remember, it was written to the Hebrews to tell them what? Quit being Hebrews. Hebrews. That, that don't let your culture dictate your Christianity that don't wrap God up in American flag and make him a right wing evangelical conservative but neither put him in cloth and make him African American don't, don't put an adjective before the gospel don't make liberation theology or liberation gospel uh, uh, a black gospel uh, 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 no 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 don't put an adjective the gospel doesn't need an adjective And so he's telling them, don't put anything on the gospel because when you put anything to it, you dilute it and you pollute it. So here's what he's saying. You say, I want to go back to the Old Testament because in the Old Testament, I'm familiar with Moses and all them people. He said, you want to leave Christ? Moses was looking for Christ. So then here's what he does. He puts Christ back in Moses' day. Now, let me tell you why that's so powerful for me, why that shouts me. I got goosebumps. You can't see them. I'm so dark. (laughs) Plus, I got my shirt on too, but I got goosebumps all over my arms because this, when, when I read it, I said, oh, this is so powerful. Moses had Jesus in his day. So then if he says, why didn't he say, now here's what he should have said, the reproach of Yahweh, of Jehovah God. Why does he say the reproach of Christ? Because he wants us to know that Christ is Jehovah God. So then the reproach has to do with the fact that I'm gonna get myself in trouble for God. See, 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 let me see if I can straighten this out real quick. Some people be crying, I got fired on my job. I'm suffering for Jesus. No, your behind was lazy. You took too many breaks. You took too, too long for lunch. You was Facebooking when you should have been, you should have been uh, working on your job. You, you run around stealing paper and pens and paper clips. That's why you got fired. But he says, no, no, no. Moses had real reproach. Now, what's that? Taking on somebody else's disdain. We don't want to do that. We don't want anybody putting us down, cause we belong to Jesus. We go in the restaurant, and we know we should thank the Lord for giving us our food, but we don't want to be seen. So we say, "Thank you, Lord, for this Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. amen. We want to read our Bible, so we cover it up in a brown paper bag. What you reading? Just the book. Just the book. But he says, Moses took on his reproach. Now we gotta find the place where we identify. So who is he? Well, who did Moses say came to him? Exodus chapter three, 14 through 16. He's the he's burning bush. I wish I had time to talk about it. I ain't even got time to talk about the burning bush. It was a bush that was on fire, but wasn't consumed. It's kinda like that one guy, uh, you know, they said, uh, they said uh, the church caught on fire and 300 people came to see it. And uh, they asked the guy, he said, man, uh, uh, why you come up to see the church? He said, because this is the first time this church ever been on fire.
1: Oh, you're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford, Jr. And what a reminder, though, when we hide our faith, we're letting the world dictate how we follow Christ. We're going to hear more on Moses and the burning bush on the next Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. But if uh, you maybe missed a portion of this broadcast or you'd like to go back and just listen to it again, look for the message, Leap Before You Look, when you go to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, as a dedicated listener to Treasure Truth or perhaps someone who's just tuning in for the first time, I hope you'll be pleased to know that Pastor Ford's books on marriage are available for Moody Publishers. When you become a monthly partner by auto gift and support this ministry at a level of $30 or more, you're going to receive a 50% discount, good for everything at Moody Publishers, and that includes Pastor Ford's books. You can become a monthly partner today when you call 888-644-7660, or if you prefer, sign up online when you go to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, maybe you're intrigued by our study of Moses and you want to dig a little bit deeper. You know, there's plenty of resources available for Moody Publishers, including commentaries, study guides, devotionals, and teaching resources. So, whether you're studying for personal benefit or searching for teaching aids with your 50% discount, Moody Publishers is a one stop shop. More importantly, your monthly financial gift enables us to continue with these daily visits. You may be listening alone right now, but men and women across the country are tuning in and growing closer to Christ because of your financial support. You can become a monthly partner today when you call 888 644 7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller, and our producer is Amy Rios, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow when Pastor James Ford Jr. continues our study of Moses. So join us for Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.